If you change your mind, take a chance. I'm the first in line. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. If you need me, let me know. Gonna be around. If you got your place to go, when you're feeling down. If you're all Hey everybody, thank you guys for coming out to the Mutiny Radio Open Mic. Yeah, give it up for that. Woo! Awesome, yeah, we got a good little show here tonight. Saw a little crowd. Uh, gonna have some people working on some new stuff, some old stuff. Uh, let's get started. Uh, first comedian up to the stage. Give it up for Dominique Delgadolito. Can you hear me? This is wonderful. Uh, this is all new stuff, so I hope you enjoy all of you. Uh, the last two people that I had sex with both wanted to keep it a secret. I get it. Which would be an alarming statistic, except for so did the first five. Which means that a full half of my roster were like, thanks for the orgasms, tell no one. Which makes me feel kind of used, because I think sex is wildly overrated anyway. Like I like making out, but in adult relationships, if you kiss someone, they just expect that you're going to have sex with them. And I'm very protective of my junk. Like, I treat it like a, like a little brother. Like, what are your intentions? You gonna be nice? Every time someone's ever been like, I enjoy all this, and I'm like, uh, that makes one of us. Even, like, people, people are just, it's, I, I'm a secret. I, like, my dick is the best kept secret in San Francisco at this point. Even my most recent ex wouldn't call me her boyfriend. She called me her partner. But then she would also go out during the pandemic, and she'd go out with her friends, and she'd be like, you know what? Some of my friends don't even know that I'm dating someone. I'm like, are you? <laughs> like, at best, I was her live-in cabana boy, and at worst, I was her insignificant other. They say you should ask the universe for the impossible and see what shakes out. So, dear universe, before I turn 40, I'd love to fuck someone who wasn't embarrassed by it. Uh, embarrassment actually ends a lot of my relationships. Uh, even my most recent friendship that ended was because, like, comedians are talented, creative, gossipy little fucks, and enough of them decided that I was dating this friend, and she got so embarrassed, we stopped hanging out. Like, she didn't want that idea in people's heads. Uh, <laughs> 
I wrote a bunch of jokes about the last person I slept with, but also there was a moral dilemma because she knows that I can meet, like we met through crowd work. It was one of the best conversations I'd had with someone, like a stranger. And she was like, now don't, don't tell anyone, please. And I wrote jokes and they're very funny, but I'm trying really hard to be a better person. I'm, I'm actually an asshole deep down inside uh, and it bubbles to the surface all the time. And I'm trying so, like the amount of effort it takes to be kind, fucking it's here. And the amount of effort to be an asshole is just perfectly natural. I was raised to be an asshole. I was beaten by my parents. Like, my, my brothers were shitty to me. There's no real transition here. I'm 36. Uh, 35 was a very cool and unusual year. I had some firsts. No, sh How old do you think I am? I'm going to text my sister. She hates that people think I'm younger than I am. I have a sister who's 11 years younger than me from my mom's second marriage. Uh, every time she introduces me to one of her friends, like, oh, this is my brother. I'm like, older or younger? And I'm like, mm. I don't care about looking younger. I do care about annoying my sister, so thank you, Wally. <laughs> uh, I had some firsts. This, this is a weird transition now. I had some firsts this year. Uh, for example, I've been a serial monogamous my entire life. And at 35, uh, I got my first blowjob, which sounds astounding. And my friend was like, that's impossible. You've, you've had nothing but girlfriends. I've seen I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. I've had my dick sucked several times. I got my first blowjob. And the real difference is effort, energy. People who suck your dick think you want it. People who are giving you a blowjob, they want it, which was astounding. Once again, I don't get it. Um, like, the real difference is, like, you give a blowjob on an anniversary, a birthday, you suck dick in prison. That's, that's all I wrote. So thank you, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> Keep it going for Dom, everybody. Very funny, very funny stuff. Up next, we have Sean Derham. Put your hands together for Sean. You guys hear the music keep playing? Okay. All right, well, this is going to be good to follow. Let me do some jokes. I don't like when technology or when machines tell me what to do. You know, I say when this rice is cooked. Uh, that's why I don't listen to my check engine light. Do you think I'm the one that's going to, or me checking this is going to help? Like, I'm the one that's going to solve this problem? Me checking the engine, all that's going to do is just, I think I fucked up the lead into this act out, so never mind. I'm going to say the problem is that I didn't have a father figure, so just imagine I did that. <laughs> just imagine I did that. Okay, there we go. This is why we come here before I have anything where I get paid to do this. Oh, hey, Josh. Hello. I'm transitioning into another joke. Um, I, I, I realize I have a lot of friends that are sex workers. I feel like that takes a lot of confidence to think your body's worth selling, you know?
Because uh, I, I really feel like like I'm more of a sex volunteer. Like having sex with me is sort of like donating to Salvation Army. You get to feel good that you did something nice. And you can take it off on your taxes. Stand outside of stores with a red bell. I don't know. I thought of that before I came up here. <laughs> All right. What what else do I want to say today? What other ideas are? You know, I haven't done this one in a little while. I like I like to hide anything going wrong in my life. So so I always give everything a little bit of a positive spin. Like I tell people that I intermittent fast because I think that sounds better than I starve myself every day because I have no work-life balance and I have to wait to the end of the day when I can find the first fried food in the vicinity. Good news is I am losing weight. The bad news is it's mostly muscle and bone density. Okay. <laughs> Why'd that feel so labored? <laughs> okay. Um, I don't remember the rest of this joke, but I've had fun. Woo! Thank y'all for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> Keep it going for Sean. Rapidly mo- losing muscle and bone density. Keep that energy going for your next comedian. She's very funny. She's very talented. Emily Rudolph. Woo! Hey. Thanks. I don't know if this is going to be very funny because it's new. We'll see. We'll see. <gasps> Spencer. <laughs> um, a lot of you guys know that I just turned uh, 30 recently. And I... Thanks. You guys don't have to keep doing that every week. It's okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> did I, t- I told you guys Mark actually sent me a Facebook message and he was like, I am not wishing you fucking happy birthday one more goddamn time until next year. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, I can tell the algorithm knows that I just had a birthday because it keeps recommending skincare videos to me for women over 40. Um, like it noticed me thumbs down reacting to all the new baby ads and just skipped like straight to anti-aging. Uh, and depression medication for older people. <laughs> when you turn 30 as a woman, um, they start talking a lot about this thing called a face dump. Have you heard of it? Yeah, it's not as explicit as it sounds, which I found out the hard way after asking my doctor if it's what happens when a woman's thighs get too weak to sit on a guy's face. I can never go back to that dermatologist. Um, <laughs> that's not what it is. <laughs> a face dump is what happens when uh, the elasticity in a woman's skin on her face gives out, you know? So, like, if left untreated, you just kind of look like wet moss after a hard rain, just limp and lifeless, holding on for dear life. That's not totally a joke yet. It's kind of just depression and fear of getting old. Um, <laughs> all my best friends are single and have cats. 
which uh, I've been I've been wondering if that's the universe trying to tell me something, like uh, get a cat, so there's someone there to lick you when you die. Uh, <laughs> I've been having a lot of really adult thoughts, like, what if I just drive off the edge of this parking garage, or this building's not going to set itself on fire. Or sometimes it's like just the urge to clarify for my therapist that I'm joking. Okay, that's not a joke yet. Um, <laughs> just some stuff that I was thinking about today that now makes me seem sad. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I, wa <laughs> I want to start my own TV show, guys. I want to start my own TV show. Um, how many of you watched Love is Blind? Yeah. Uh, I Love is Blind pisses me off. Did you like it? No, you just fast forward to see if the marriage fails, right? No? Oh, wow. Were even through the love parts? That's the angriest part for you, is the love. Okay, I feel you. So for me, yeah, that <laughs> we're all like, let's watch it fail. Burn it down. Um, I <laughs> Thanks, this is going great. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that Love is Blind is taking credit for an experiment that they haven't done yet. Uh, you know, like I want to see Love is Blind with actual blind people. I say fuck it, let's do Love is Blind on the spectrum. Just like have them stumbling around in the darkness, raging for love. Okay, thanks guys. <laughs> Gonna be an awkward drive home later. <laughs> do we have a Paul here? Is Paul here? No. Yeah, no, he's not here. Uh, Denise is not here either. Uh, do we have uh, Hunaid is not here either, I don't think, right? Uh, okay, we got a lot of people. What about Wally Hippolito? Give it up for Wally! Woo! You can take the future. Yeah, I don't know if I'm next. I'm just fucking coming up anyways, you know what I mean? This is my time. I want it now. All right, um... You couldn't tell by the way I present myself, but I used to be a drug dealer. Pretty big deal. Uh, thank you, thank you. Serving my community one crackhead at a time. Uh, no, uh, but I, I like to hide that part of myself very often, uh, especially in front of my family. But it'll come out every once in a while, you know, like unexpe unexpectedly. Like I was hanging out with my cousins not too long ago. My nephew was doing math homework in the other room and he yells to his dad, Dad, what's an eighth? And I just automatically sprang $30. I'm just like, 65 if he wants top shelf shit. And he yells back, what? Uh, all right, 20 if you don't like them. It's just oregano anyways. Like, all right, all right, cool. Uh, one unwritten rule about like selling drugs or like when you get out the game should be like, you should move out of the area you used to service. Or else you have like weird interactions you used to p with people you used to sell to. A lot, I see a lot of you fiends are shaking your head. I like that, I like that. But like, I remember, uh, I saw this dude that I used, used to sell crack to with his daughter. I saw him at the mall. But then, you know, we made eye contact, but we avoided each other like we were secret lovers. And his daughter caught the vibes, right? So we were walking away. We were probably 10 feet away from each other. And I heard her ask, Dad, do you know that man? Immediately, both of us sprang to, no! And I'm not going to lie. It kind of hurt my feelings. Because around that time, I just started doing therapy. So like I, I cried to the bat. I went around and cried to the bathroom, and I looked at the mirror like, like is it me? Like what's wrong with me? Like did I do something wrong? And you know, yeah, I definitely did. I'm the reason the guy is missing fucking teeth. You know what I mean? Like, 
It's a sad. I mean, what do you want me to do? I was a drug dealer. It's not my fault. Uh, all right, cool. Um, let me try this one out. I um, I got a neighbor I call Tits. Yeah, not uh, not. I'm. I've seen her breasts like four or five times. Not because I'm like some weirdo looking peeping into her shit. She plays tennis naked. Yeah, and that sounds cool and all, but Tits is sixty. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's like watching two soggy mangoes ruffle through a bag, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not a it's not a sight to see. But, like, I'm the only one who has a problem with it, so I don't want to say anything to my HOA. Because it's like, but then I, I was thinking to myself, like, what's, like, why am I the only one with the problem? Then I thought, my community's really old. So these are probably, like, the last pair they're ever going to see, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you got to get it while it's tough. You got to get it while it's tough. Uh, okay, um... This is a weird transition, but I um, there's a was it, there's an election happening next year. You guys excited about that? Hell yeah, that's cool. I'm not either. No, um, you know our last president, he got a lot of shit for like you know being a racist, you know, and not liking China. But I don't know if you notices notice this, but Biden doesn't really like Chinese people either. He kind of hates the Asian community. Like um, not too long ago, he. He had a meeting with uh, the president of China. He had a Zoom meeting, and the first thing he says to him is, dictator! And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? And, like, Biden has gotten to this point where he's like that girlfriend you've been with for 10 years, so everything you do now, she just fucking hates. Like, if you sneeze, he's like, why the fuck are you sneezing? I'm like, oh, sh so none of you have had that problem before? All right, cool. I got to work on that one a little bit. Um... Let me let me end with this one. I've been uh I watched a new Little Mermaid recently. Uh, I I if you didn't know she's black. Uh, I think it's a bad representation honestly because like if you break down the story, it's the story of this black girl who grows legs and fucks a white dude. And that's not a very good message to send to our black queens, y'all. I don't I don't really appreciate it. Um, like she grew the Lamborghini of vaginas and said, I need some white dick up in this. You know what I mean? It's no, Josh. All right, you guys have been. I'm Wally Hippolito. <laughs> Lamborghinis of vaginas. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's awesome. Give it up for your next comedian, everybody. He's very funny. I'm going to be roasting him uh, at Cobb's this Wednesday. Give it up for Spencer Devine. Woo! Yeah, one one of us is gonna get roasted. That's right. Raphael is so fat. I worry about his health. All right, moving on. It's very fat. It's uh, <laughs> a very fat person. Uh, so fat. Uh, that's all I have. I'm just gonna be up there for four minutes and being like, this guy. I don't want his mother to see him die. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Uh, they say not to go grocery shopping when you're high. But I haven't been grocery shopping in like 10 years. This <laughs> is a real problem. It's a lot of, hey, can I finish that? Uh, they 
No, I got go to the grocery store. I was, uh, I, but you know, when I go, I go to the ten items or less lane because I'm a goddamn professional. I'm not fucking around. I don't know if you knew. There's layers of seriousness to the checkout aisles. Okay, there's the fu- there's the wild west of self checkout. No one can control what's happening down there. There's a small fire. There's a naked child rolling in a pile of fun dip. Check some stuff out. Don't check some stuff out. Put in Hot Pockets as bananas. There are no rules. There are no aisle numbers. No one's watching you. It's free. It's all free. Uh, then there's the middle aisles. Those are the you had no other option aisle, okay? You, you have a, a party or a family. I asked an AI generator if there was anything funny about the middle aisles. And is that, uh, I don't think so. And if a robot can't think of anything with infinite knowledge, then nothing funny happens there. Rule, and then we get to aisle number one, okay? Uh, I, people say you should be cool. If someone has 11 items, right, you should just, Spencer, just be cool. Let them go. Well, fuck that. I don't even have anywhere to be. But I made a conscious decision to be here. If you made a wrong turn out of produce and you don't know where you are, you're in the Thunderdome with no weapon, and I do not pity you. I will snipe someone out of line if they're not ready. Be like, excuse me, excuse me, this man right here has uh, more than 10 items. I just have grapes. Yeah, grapes. How many sunflower seeds you got there, homie? A thousand? Move it down! Not ready, okay? There's three debates which define this nation. Politics. Race relations. Cake versus pie. The most divisive issues in the world. It's a, it's a layered issue. Hey, thank you. I don't get cake people, though. Like, uh, who hurt you? Okay? Why? You got some serious crust issues. Okay. Did you know that it's... Did you know... Okay, let us continue. Okay, did you know that in the South, there's actually a cabal of racist bakers? They call themselves the cake, cake, cake. Just running around town, gonna see on white flour, and the sourdough will rise again, and shit like that. It's ridiculous. Okay, thank you. I've been Spencer Devine. Have a good night. All right, keep it going for Spencer. Very funny stuff. Oh, thank you, thank you. All right, guys, uh, I'm gonna do a set real quick. Uh, give it up for me, Raphael Wolfgang. Hey, how we doing, everybody? Fuck yeah, cool. We got a uh, fucking ABBA playing. That's cool. How we doing, everybody? How you doing? Hey, what's up? How's it going? Good to see you all. Thanks for coming out. Um, so uh, I was talking to a uh, a buddy of mine the other day, and uh, he's really rich. You know what I mean? He's he's got a lot of money, and rich people piss me off sometimes because some rich people spend money on really stupid shit. You know, like some rich people are too dumb not to spend their money on dumb shit. Like I was talking to this my friend the other day, and he was telling me about the subscription he pays for for this audio porn website. Have you guys fucking heard of audio porn? I had no idea what it was. It's like porn, but without the video. It's just the audio. 
He pays a fucking subscription for the. I'm like, just close your eyes. What the hell are you doing? Just close your fucking eyes. He goes, no, 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 you don't get it. He's like, it's great. It's it's produced to be audio porn, and it's great because you don't need the video. You can just let your imagination take over. He said it like that, too. He said, you can let imagination take over. I was like, I want to kill you. Fuck you, dude. And I was like, all right. But he was like, don't knock it till you try it. So I tried it. I tried it. I went and I tried some audio porn, and all I could imagine was just a fully clothed voice actor, like in a recording studio. <laughs> some poor woman just grinding, trying to make ends meet, you know. She wasn't hot enough for normal porn. Now she's doing this. She's just trying to support it. She's like, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Producer comes on the mic. Hey, can we get a little bit more energy on the fuck me daddy? Uh, and, uh, and, and we're, you know, on the, on the blowjob part, you know, we really want, you know, we want the listener to believe that you're giving a blowjob. Can we get some more, better blowjob noises out of you? Let's do another take. And she goes, okay, okay. Oh. Oh. Uh. Uh. Cut. Uh. Look, I don't know how else to say this, but if you don't get your shit together, I'm sticking a dildo in your mouth, okay? Uh, seriously, we're going to get some realistic audio out of you somehow. We only got one or two more. I'm just sitting there like, why didn't they edit any of this out? This is really... Why didn't they edit any of this audio out? This is really fucked up. These guys need to hire a better editor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> somehow that didn't really do it for me. Uh, the other bullshit thing about it is I, I live in an apartment complex, right? So I, I, I was like... I was you know, not feeling it, and I went to go turn it off, and I was like, wait, why didn't it turn off? Like, what's going on? And I realized, wait a minute, I can hear my neighbors fucking right now. Why on earth did I pay for this shit? Why the fuck would anyone want to listen to a fully clothed voice actor in a recording studio faking an orgasm when you could listen to a real woman in her bedroom genuinely faking an orgasm to keep her marriage together, you know? It's the same type of thing. It's for the kids. It's for the... Oh! <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> uh, you know what makes me sad? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, no one ever talks to their neighbors anymore. You ever see like an old video, like a home video from the 50s of like a suburb or whatever? Everyone's like walking outside, talking to each other, you know? What I mean? There's no like TV, there's no internet. If you wanted to masturbate, you had to go outside, you know, right? Uh, <laughs> you had to go find it, you know, there's no fucking porn anywhere. You got to go find a window, right? <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day, and it, it made me really sad. Like, y have you seen your neighbors today? Your neighbors today are like feral cats. They fucking, like, when they see you, they're just like all fucking, all fucking sussed out. You got to give them a snack before they'll trust you, you know? They get all startled when they see you masturbating outside. <laughs> so anyway, I went, I went to go talk to my neighbor. Because I have this neighbor who every day uh, he smokes outside, right? He, he doesn't have a balcony or anything. So every day he walks, you know, out of the apartment building and he smokes outside the apartment building. And I walk past him every day. And I smoke too, uh, dicks mostly. But I, I decided to invite him out onto my balcony because that's where I smoke. And, um, you know, I wanted to, you know, connect with my neighbor just like good old times. So I invited him out on my balcony and I tried to make some small talk. I was like, hey, uh, you know, wh wh what kind of cigarettes do you like to smoke? And he goes, uh... You know, there's a lot of Chinese people in this neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. I like American spirits. <laughs> he goes, you know, our landlord's Chinese, right? And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. This is this must be exactly what it was like to talk to your neighbors in the 50s. This is a real authentic experience right now. <laughs> Fucking incredible. <laughs>
But I was like starting to freak out a little bit because this guy was like really spewing some racist shit, but he was on my balcony. So I can't just I can't just end the conversation. I can't just leave a racist guy on my balcony in Chinatown on a busy street. Are you fucking kidding me? They'll hang me for that next to the ducks. <laughs> you'll just be walking through Chinatown. You'll see me just. Hey, how much for the Peking cracker? <laughs> oh, he's just for display. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, oh fuck, I forget the next part of that joke. Uh, yeah. So, oh yeah. So I started to freak out. I was like, I didn't know what to do because I I didn't know how to get him off my balcony. Right? He was he was freaking me out. So finally, I was just like, dude, I'm Chinese. He was like, what the, what are you talking, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I was like, get the, get the fuck out of my neighborhood, I'm a Chinese. What? My real voice. I'm Chinese. Look, you guys, look, I heard someone laugh at me hanging in the window of a Chinese deli. I think I can do a silly, you're like, oh, but don't do a silly voice. <laughs> that could be, a, that could hurt somebody. <laughs> This is my real fucking voice. I'm trying to, this, what I'm doing out, this is a fake accent that I do for comedy because there's no way you guys will understand me if I use my real accent. There's just no way. You guys won't. There's just no way. I'm not going to do that. Why did the chicken across the road? No, okay. <laughs> to get to the other side? Okay, that's my time. <laughs> Peace, guys. Give it up for uh, me or whatever. <laughs> And let's see, who do we have next here? Uh, keep it going for Ray Khan. Woo! Chiquitita, tell me what's wrong. Hey, thank you, Spencer. Oh my God, music, that's great. Hey guys, what's happening? Oh wow, woo! Shit, it's been a while, this is great. Yeah, it's still about two feet high, it's nice. It's nice. I'm eight feet tall. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Things are good. You guys look lively Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come from a very educated family. Yeah, everybody's a smarty pants. Thank you. Dad's got a PhD. Mom's got two master's degrees. So if you know anything about genetics, you know that I am a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, my my parents are from Pakistan, and uh, they were immigrants. So this is not you. They're a version of the American dream. This is an immigrant's nightmare right here. Yeah, Friday night on 22nd and uh, yucking up with you guys. It's great. It's a good time. I'm having a good time, everybody. We're, they're good. They're proud of me. They're proud of me. They're nice people. A uh, new web camera there. That's cool. Sweet. Um, I, uh, I'm getting older. Anybody getting older here? Everybody should clap. <laughs> that's right. That's a, that's a pandering moment. Uh, listen, I'm getting older, and things aren't getting as hard as they used to be. Yeah, I get an erection now. Not as hard. Not as hard. Yeah, when I was younger, it used to be as hard as forged steel. Now, much softer. It's more like a forged signature. Yeah, short, squiggly, and completely unconvincing. Yeah, yeah. Present it to my wife anytime it's, it's time to go. She's not convinced. She treats my erection like she's a bank teller, and I'm trying to pass her a counterfeit bill. Yeah, she's terrible. She holds it up to the light. She checks for those blue and red threads. It's not nice. It's not nice. Those are veins and arteries, people. I'm ready to go. God forbid I come up with a wrinkle in it. If there's a wrinkle in my dick, are you kidding? 
She does that move where she walks it over to the kitchen counter. She tries to smooth it out. <laughs> Granite is cold and unforgiving, people. Let me tell you, it's not good. It's a mood breaker, everybody. It's a mood breaker. Um, I have a particular look to myself. I'm what they call ethnically ambiguous. My wife had no idea what, what I was. We were dating. She was sweet, though, because she tried to sidestep the questions. She wouldn't ask me directly. No way. She was too polite for that. She'd be like, hey, Ray, you want to go to a movie? Dinner in a movie? What do you say? Dinner in a movie? I'd be like, sure. Yo, what are you thinking about? You think about some, want a quesadilla? Quesadilla with a burrito at the spot? Is that what you people, is that what you like? Is that what, is that what be okay right now? Is that what you want? Like, well, some flautas? Is that right? Is that okay? You want to watch a movie? How about, um, how about Coco, that animated movie about Dias de las Muertas? Is that something that would hit the spot? And I, no, I don't want that at all. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, how about, uh, how about some lumpia? Would lumpia be good? Lumpia? Magandang lumpia? Huh? Chicken adobo? Would that be okay? I taped a Pacquiao fight. Would that be all right? I'm like, no. No, that's not what I want. I know what you're doing. Just ask me, baby. Just ask me what you want. I'm from Pakistan, okay? First generation Pakistani. It's okay. So now it's out. She's like, Whoosh. thank God. Okay, all right. So what is this? Samosas and diarrhea? Is that what we're doing tonight? Samosas, diarrhea? Maybe you'll hide some criminals? Huh? What do you say, huh? Hide some national terrorists? Yeah? Is that what we're doing tonight? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Will you marry me? Because you know my people for sure. All righty. Um, oh, that's good. All right, cool. Anybody like Billy Joel here? Like Billy Joel? I love Billy Joel. Billy Joel's great. He's got that one song, We Didn't Start the Fire. We Didn't Start the Fire. We didn't start the fire. You like that song? Yeah. He says that line 17 times during the whole time. The whole song, 17 times. He is protesting way too much. No way, man. Billy Joel is starting all the fires, for sure. For sure. Imagine if I changed the lyrics to that song just a little bit. Just a little bit. If I was like, hey, uh, uh, I didn't bang your sister. Yeah? How about that, huh? Yeah, I didn't bang your sister. I didn't bang your sister. I didn't bang. Dude, 17 times into that song, you'd be like, I'm pretty sure Ray is banging my sister. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. That's my time. Appreciate it. Triumphant return. We didn't bang your sister. Dun, 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 dun. All right, guys, give it up for your next comedian, GD. Give it up for Mr. Mr. Rayhan. Hello, hi. Uh, Ray is from Pakistan, I'm from India. Next comedian is from Sri Lanka. Yes, we are <laughs> capturing your country. That's what we do. We just come here and we stay. You have to change your name of your country very soon. United South Asia, USA. That's right. I can't wait for a day when an Indian will be telling a white person, go back to your country. Bitch, I'm already in my country. What the fuck? Okay, go to my country. Go, go. <laughs> go to India. Eat chicken tikka masala. That's what, that's... <laughs> All right, eat, eat samosas, whatever, fuck. We are here now. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday and happy Pride Month. Yeah, read this, move with pride, keep moving, fuck it. I came up with, I came up with a quote, stop categorizing, start loving, how do you like it? Categorizing, okay, philosophy, okay. Uh, happy Friday, I'm going to bar hopping. Yeah, tomorrow, tonight I'm going to explore the bars of San Francisco, I'm going to do it, yes! Not to pick up girls, that's something I used to do, but not anymore, because Anyways, uh, <laughs> I just enjoy, you know, like what I'm doing nowadays, bar hopping, I'm just enjoying all these people dressed up and uh, I just go help guys talk to girls because guys are so shy, tech bros, you know, in Bay Area, tech bros just having all, every single possible dating app on their phone 
and they have made a few dating apps on their own because they're engineers. Right? Uh, and then the manager is messaging, hey, send the code. Oh, yes, sir, I'm sending it. They're not able to talk to a girl, so I just, I'm the wingman, yes. Uh, I, I charge, but I charge money for it, like $10, one girl. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I wonder, do, do, like, thinking about, like, thinking, putting myself in the shoes of a girl, do girls feel bad when they dress up and then nobody asks them out for, like, two hours, three hours, they're just standing, like, nobody's asking them out. Do they feel bad? Like, I met these girls, like, last night uh, at a bar, and the three girls, like, uh, it's this girl called Kathy. She's like she has a friend from New York, another friend from LA, and she's just standing there. And then a guy comes, and then guy starts talking to them. You know, hey girls, what's up? Like he's a confident guy, just like me. And <laughs> and he's like, hey girls, what? And uh, hi, I, I'm I'm Julia. Hi, I'm I'm San Francisco. Uh, I'm from San Francisco. This is my this is my girl from uh, LA. Uh, hi, I'm an, I'm from LA. Uh, my name is Joan. Yeah. <laughs> and then this guy is asking her out. Then. All of a sudden, they go from friends to enemies. Has, has it ever, has it ever, okay. <laughs> Need to work on that joke. Um, but this is a great bit, I like it. I'm trying storytelling comedy nowadays. I think I need to learn English first, okay. I'm saying that if, 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 if sperms were fishes, my bathtub would be an aquarium. My bathtub told me, dude, it's too much now, you need to get a girl in me. I want to feel a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, last uh, last month a girl told me I can't live without you, so she's dead. Some dark shit. Okay. Uh, do do endangered animals know that they are endangered? They, if I were them, I would be careful, man. I'm endangered. Why don't we call, why do we call them endangered animals? Why don't we just call them like animals we like to kill a lot? And they are not endangered. You just stop killing them. Coronavirus calls human beings endangered animals, I think. <laughs> Some weird shit. Uh, uh, if, if you lose a hand and the doctor attaches it back, will it be called a second-hand hand? All right, I think I have like a few more seconds, so I, I'll, I'll try a joke which will make you laugh and then you will love me. Uh, I am watching porn just to re remember how a vagina used to look like because I have been single and I have forgotten completely because someone showed me a photo of an ear and a vagina and I couldn't tell the difference. But it's not actually helping because I'm watching a lot of ladyboy porn nowadays. That shit is crazy. I like it. <laughs> Female porn. All right. <laughs> I will leave it. Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep it going for JD. Fucking dropping bombs up there. <laughs> Keep it going for your next comedian, Guthrie Renwick. Hello. This is my 11th mic in nine days, so my material's the equivalent of 9-11. It's, it's gonna fucking bomb worse. Jeez. Last week I was drinking rosé and now I'm fucking drinking beer out of paper bags. This is what happens when you try to become a comedian. So, I'm a vegan, right? Let me further alienate myself, right? So I lost 50 pounds being vegan. Yeah, yeah. Also gained it being vegan. Fat fucking vegan. 
no one likes those. <laughs> uh, people are always like, how, how can you survive being vegan? Like, fucking nothing you can eat, right? Cocaine is vegan. Cigarettes are vegan. Weed's vegan. Come on, bud. There's plenty of options here. We can get by. Oh, shit. Forgot my third part of that joke. <laughs> new to comedy. New to comedy. So, I love weed. Anyone love weed here? Yeah, yeah. So, I was at the dispensary the other week. They were putting out the pride weed, right? And uh, they had some new flavors. Some I hadn't seen. They had, you know, strawberry penis, a little lemon haze labia, you know, a little lady GOG. Anyone for the Lindsey Grahams there? No? No deep cuts? All right. So, you know, I want to support the community, but uh, I don't know. I just wanted to dip my toes in the water. I wasn't ready to go all the way, so I just got a little bi-curious berry, you know, take the edge off. Made me think about some things. So, uh, I saw a Little Mermaid recently. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't go alone. I was at a friend's birthday party. It was a gay birthday party. Like, like a kid's birthday party, but uh, just switch out the Capri Suns for liquor. And there you are, just singing Disney tunes, and it was great, honestly. So, I never saw the original Little Mermaid, and I don't know why all these white people were uh, so upset. How was there ever a Little Mermaid that was white? Like, the audacity of white people to ever do that? That whole fucking movie is like Jamaican crabs, kettle drums, Caribbean music. Like, I don't fucking know. Fucking white people. Speaking of terrible white people that are wasting your time, Harvey Weinstein. Have, ever, have you ever wondered, like, does he regret pulling his dick out? Is, got me thinking, like, is there a situation where I should have pulled my dick out and I didn't? I finally figured it out. That time I had 18 gin and tonics at the urinal. So I was a weird kid. I had a rat, right? Yeah, anyone else have a rat here? All right. Yeah, I had two, too. Yeah, they... I was the talk of the town, man. Everyone in the neighborhood weirdly liked my rats, and one kid got a rat just to bite my flow. My rat's name was Ratty. He named his Ratty. Fuck that kid. Fuck Nathaniel. And <laughs> so I have to one-up this kid. I'm not going to let this kid fucking steal my thunder, right? So I got to do tricks with this rat. So I learned if I shove the rat in my boxers, he pops out the dick hole. Amazing little trick. So I start pulling it at my mom's dinner parties, much to her dismay. It gets laughs all the time. It's a great little trick, right? So, a couple months later, we're at the doctor. Got a dick infection. Like, you been cleaning your dick regularly? Yes, sir. Clean my dick good. You have any idea what this could be? I might have an idea, doc. And it's not good. <laughs> yeah, so that's my, my terrible set. I appreciate you guys for bearing with me. <laughs> And uh, I'll be back next week with better material. (laughs) All right, keep it going for that terrible set. Hey, starting out in comedy. (laughs) That's awesome. No, 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 seriously, keep it going for him. He's starting out in comedy. That's awesome. Good job. Uh, All right, coming up next to the stage, Josh Katsky. Woo! Thank you. So cool to see the action. Bronson lost 50 pounds. Good for you, bud. Atta boy. Uh, Raphael, your Chinese accent sounds like a racist Muppet. I know it's too early for the roast beer, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how you do it. Too material, hello. Uh, I was uh, on the way here. I was listening to the news, and apparently there's, like, fentanyl has come and gone. There's this new, like, horse tranquilizer that's hitting the streets of San Francisco. It's fucking people up. It's, like, giving people, like, horse-like qualities, and it's just, like, 
I'm just sick of these fucking drug epidemics, you know? It's just, just, that's a horse joke for you. It's not getting any better from there. What's up? Uh, I want to do a social experiment. You are a lady person, um, so we're gonna. I'm gonna ask a guy some, and I'm gonna ask you some. So be be ready. Uh, uh, Spencer, what is an ombre? Ombre. All right, you. You're high. Um, what's an ombre? Okay, I did not know that. I was going to go to you because most people just think Mexican, dude. I did not know that hombre. This is my turn to speak, goddammit. The time for crowd work is over. I just know now to give an extra six seconds to GD's laugh. Oh my uh I didn't know ombre was a thing and like I I've, I've learned that my like it's not that like my girl my girlfriend and I don't fight or anything it's just that we speak different languages like when I say she's being silly it's because you know she told a joke or something she's like you know she's being playful she's being silly when she says I'm being silly it's because she doesn't want to call me a dumbass like I'll I'll be like hey where are my keys and she'll be like are they on the key rack and I'm like yeah and she's like so silly like, no, you're, I know what you mean. That's okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, she doesn't like when I tell jokes about her. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm terrified she's going to break up with me. Um, I don't know. I, I ask her every single day. I'm like, are you going to break up with me? Are you going to break up with me? Are you going to break up with me? She's like, Josh, stop asking. Breaking up with you is the last thing I want. So it's on her list. Uh <laughs> She just has some chores to do first. Uh, it's Pride Month. What's up, straight people? Yeah, you guys don't get a lot of love. It's a lot of comics being like, who here is gay? And like, yeah, but we need love too. Uh, straight people, you ever question your sexuality? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never questioned my sexuality, but I think that's okay, right? Like, other people do it for me. Uh, I, I get asked if I'm gay a lot, but I get asked if I'm gay by women who I'm actively trying to sleep with, and I don't know, that's just embarrassing, right? Like, that's like being so bad at basketball that after the first five minutes, your opponent calls timeout to ask you which side you're playing for. And just like, I, I, I swear to God I'm trying to score. Like, it's, it's kind of embarrassing you weren't even playing defense. Um, all right, I got a minute. What are we going to do here? Um... Sure, Harry Potter joke. Um, there's a lot more of this, but whatever. Uh, favorite part of Harry Potter is an end of the second book, spoiler alert, uh, end of the second book, right? Harry's about to die, and he's lying like in the Chamber of Secrets, and, and Voldemort's like, I am the, I'm Tom Riddle, and they like spells out his name, and it says like Tom Marvolo Riddle, and then he's like, swoosh, 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 and then it says, I am Lord Voldemort. And I love that because it means that Tom Riddle at some point before killing 5,000 people, two people, and their baby, he was just like, wouldn't it be, like, really cool if, like, my name was an anagram? And then he couldn't even get it right, right? Because it wasn't like Tom Marvolo Riddle becomes Lord Voldemort. It became I am Lord Voldemort. So he had, like, three extra letters he had no idea what to do with. All right. Thank you all so much for your time. Woo! All right, keep it going for Josh, and uh, 
We're gonna go ahead and toss. Uh, we're gonna toss someone in off the wait list. She's been waiting patiently since the start. Give it up for Cora. Give it up for Cora, everybody. For you, yeah. Is that not your name? Give it up for that lady. <laughs> I do kind of have that lady vibes, so I understand. Um, my therapist told me recently that I should become a stay-at-home mom. Um, I don't have a husband or kids yet, but she's optimistic. Uh, she didn't clarify it. She was like, when you become a stay-at-home mom, I don't think you should do it full-time. I think you should have your husband pay for a nanny so that you can do the things that are really important for your mental health. like walking around the city and writing in your journal and going to yoga. And like, she's not wrong. I just didn't know a therapist could prescribe generational wealth. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that was an option to be like, hey man, working for a living is really bumming you out. Have you ever considered having 10 to 15 million more dollars than you presently have? Um, yeah, Cheryl, <laughs> LCSW question mark. Um, I have considered that, but we're talking to each other through the Headspace app and half the time you appear to be walking your dog. Do you think I can afford to quit my job? Okay, <laughs> this isn't a convenience play. You're what I can afford therapy wise. Um, I am pretty worried about money. I worry about money all the time because I don't think the American economy is doing well. Because um, even my smart friends have started playing the lottery and that's when you gotta be concerned. Like, I play the lottery sometimes, but that's fine, I'm dumb. Like, I skipped that chapter in high school math. When you say the odds are against me, I don't fully understand what that means. And I'm not gonna go back and learn it. I'm in my 30s, I'm gonna suddenly understand probabilities? I think not, come on. So I play the lottery, it's fine. It's not like an economic indicator. But I have friends who are like doctors, or bankers, or lawyers and they have started playing the lottery, which is why I know we should be concerned when the people who can add numbers together are like, I know I'm not gonna win, I'm just paying for the hope. Like, oh, fuck, <laughs> we're in trouble. Um, in case you guys can't tell by the fact that I'm doing um, stand-up open mic comedy, um, I'm actively going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> um, <laughs> actively going through a midlife crisis. I think one of the reasons I'm going through a midlife crisis is of all the changes happening to my body that I didn't anticipate and can't control. Um, for instance, my tits have become a lot less patriotic. Um, <laughs> let me explain what I mean by that. Um, when I was 22, 23, were they the best? No, but they got up every day and they got the job done. They had that Protestant work ethic, okay? They were looking upwards toward the city on the hill. That's a John Winthrop reference, try and keep up. Okay. <laughs> but in the past two or three years, I've noticed that they've got a decidedly more French. Like they have this ease, this relaxation, this languor to them that lets me know that they think that they have five weeks government guaranteed vacation, okay? <laughs> they've laid down, they've unionized, and they will not be getting back up without massive structural supports. Um, some good things have happened to me in my 30s. Um, I got engaged, uh, yes, very exciting. Uh, I got engaged as every woman in her late 20s, early 30s does to some fucking guy, yeah. <laughs> He has a job, he has a head, and he was down to clown for the next 20 to 30 years. And that's what I was looking for, all three criteria, he hit him out of the park. 
Um, we do have one area of disagreement, which is that I really don't like the way that he dresses. Because I always thought I would end up with like a Brooklyn cool guy type. Like, you know, like Japanese denim, graphic tees. And he dresses like what he is, which is a guy from Chicago who, owns mo who runs multiple fantasy sports leagues and eats mostly beef jerky. Um, if you're wondering what that looks like wardrobe-wise, it's going to be a Bulls jersey on a casual day and a Cubs jersey on a formal day, just to get a little sleeve coverage on the upper arms. Uh, thanks, guys. You've been great. All right. Very funny. Keep it going for that lady and her husband, some fucking guy. <laughs> uh, do we have Mick Berry? All right. Keep it going for Mick Berry, everybody. I said put your hands together for Mick Berry. Yeah. Thank you. That's one way to get my name mentioned three times. Hi. Mutiny Radio. Hi. Thank you. I wish I could say I was happy to be here. I wish I could say I was happy. <laughs> well, somebody's happy. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. No, because I, th I think I'm the oldest guy in the room. And by, th by the time you get to be my age, there are some big advantages to it. I've realized I no longer question my life choices. <laughs> I know I made the wrong ones. <laughs> if a man buys a boat, the second happiest day of his life is the day he buys it. The happiest is the day he gets rid of it. That's my experience with relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't have friends with benefits. I have lovers with mental disturbances. <laughs> I meet a lot of women. I do. I meet a lot. I'm over 60. I meet a lot of women, and I don't want to chase them away. I don't want to come on too strong. And my sister told me, look, it's easy. Just be a gentleman. She'll let you know when she's ready. Two women friends of mine told me the same thing. Just, you're a great guy. Do what you do best. Be respectful. Be patient. She'll let you know when she's interested. And you know what happened? I didn't have sex for eight years. Actually, I can't even remember how long it actually was. Eight years might be better than reality. It got so bad, I started going to couples therapy by myself. Thank you. I mean, what is sex anyway? Mom, dad, can we go over this again? Probably not because you're dead. They're so inconsiderate. The thing is, I'm happy to just get rejected. Instead, I'm ghosted. Grow a backbone, will ya? Send me a text. Tell me you're not interested. How the hell hard is it? Jesus, please reject me. <laughs> all right, that was smooth. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. How is the restroom anyway? Let's take a look. Visible restroom, isn't it? You can't miss that. That was a discreet exit, though. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, before I go, I should tell you, I read, check this out, I read that if you're still single at 60, the chances of get finding a partner are the same as being on an airplane that gets hijacked by a terrorist. Isn't that encouraging? What's really scary is I think there's a greater chance of being on an airplane that gets hijacked by me as the terrorist. All right, nobody move.
This plane is flying to every continent until I meet the love of my life. <laughs> Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, and get ready for a long flight. And now the offensive stereotype version. This plane flying me to long-term relationship. Every, I not find it every hour on the hour. I execute woman who is emotionally unavailable. Actually, maybe that's not that offensive because what the hell kind of accent was that I was using? Hey, thanks a lot. All right, keep it going for Mick Berry and keep that energy going for Kathy Zhao. Do we have Kathy Zhao here? No, no, we do not. Do we have Kavita? Keep it going for Kavita. Kavita, sorry. <laughs> Trust this man's laugh. Hello. Uh, okay. All right. Um, so I, I was I was scrolling on. Ugh. Oh no, my lip touched the mic. Oh, it's so fucking. Gr okay, I'll fix this later. <laughs> I was scrolling on Bumble. Okay, and Bumble sent me this notification. Okay, it said for every guy that you swipe right on, Bumble will donate to charity. So Bumble's looking really desperate right now. <laughs> They're like, please, we will save the otters if you just talk to a guy. And women are like, eh, do we need otters? <laughs> Bumble's like, all right, we'll donate a billion dollars towards children's cancer relief. And women are like, oh, in that case, well, children are resilient. Starting chats with guys. Bumble's clearly out of touch with its customer base. <laughs> the chat feature is the worst feature. Like, I, I don't want to talk to Rob. I just want to know that he finds me cute. <laughs> okay. But I don't know. Saving the kids. Yay. Like, how does the app think I'm going to respond? You know? Like, I'm going to be like, yes, now's my chance. Move over, Malala. <laughs> like, not, not going to happen. Um, and it's just like a weird incentive because I don't know if I'm swiping because I like the guy or because I love kids or because I hate my boyfriend. I think vibrators are starting to sound like guns. Um, like I feel like an average vibrator ad is, is just like the Lilo Womanizer, compact, automatic, high caliber, with pinpoint precision, deadly on impact. And I'm always like, cool, cool, cool. Um, do I need a background check? Kind of like in a rush to uh, annihilate my pussy. Um, also, like, does it come with a silencer? Because I swear to God, if my neighbors ask me if there's construction going on one more time, swear to God. That's a joke that I think only this woman would get, or you would get. Do, do any of you guys use vibrators? They're like really loud, right? It's just like, yeah, there are, I mean, I guess it depends on what, okay, well, we don't need to talk about the anatomy of your vag, but anyways. But yeah, it was weird. I ended up going with a different one, uh, which like wasn't for me uh, when I when my pussy fell off. Uh, which was weird because I put it on like the lowest setting. It was like omnidirectional drilling. <laughs> it was out of control. 
All right. You guys would get it. You know, a lot of women have pussies of iron ore, and that is not me. Um, I do think, I, d I definitely do feel pretty vulnerable these days. I'm not going to lie. I'm 5'1". Uh, people look at me, and they're like, he's a target. Um, and it really sucks. Like, I was, at, I was into Mezcal, and this man lunged at me. Um, but fortunately, I did have enough time to pull out my uh, vibrator. <laughs> um, turns out it works on all kinds of pussies. <laughs> Okay, thanks, guys. Keep it going for Kamada. Uh And let's see. Uh, I do not think we have D-Raj here, do we? No? Is he here? No? Uh, and, okay, that was the last person on the list. I think we had one person off the wait list, though. I don't remember his name, though. Give it up for some fucking guy. <laughs> I'm guessing that's me, unless that's someone else. Uh, sorry, let me get that Started. What's up? How's it going, everybody? Um, I'm all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm being honest. Uh, just all right. I'm. Uh, I just turned 26, which is kind of a weird age, because I feel both old and young. You know, all, all the older people in my life are kind of telling me, you know, like, don't worry, man. You'll like figure it out. You know, I don't know what it means, but I guess I'll figure it out. Um, but. The government, on the other hand, doesn't think to doesn't seem to think that I'm too young. You know, they're sending me some messages. They're sending me that I'm too old to survive off my parents' health insurance. That's cool. I get it, man. I get it. I don't really value my health either. <laughs> um, how can I expect the government to? Um, they also say that I'm now too young, too old to get drafted, which is, you know, kind of a good thing, kind of a bad thing. You know. It's, um, it kind of hurts because it makes me feel like that the government expects me to be some guy with a job or, or like a family. And that's like, we can't send that guy to war. And it's like, no, I'm the guy on the opposite side of the street in his mom's house and his boxers taking bong rips at 7 a.m. and going back to sleep because he doesn't know what to do. You know, that's not, I'm not the guy that you should be trying to protect. I'm kind of the guy that you probably should be shipping out to go die because I'm kind of a leech man. I'm kind of a leech. I'll be honest um, I Also wouldn't be good because I mean, oh no, no the government also is kind of telling me that my body is washed up That's kind of a bummer, which it probably is which is fair. You know, I don't take great care of it um, I like to like smoke whatever um, and it's tough because I want to do those things in a healthy way, right? so I Googled, how many cigarettes a day can I smoke without affecting my lungs? Zero, which is a bummer, <laughs> because that means every time I smoke a cigarette, I'm choosing drugs over my health, which is a choice that I often make, but I like to pretend that I don't have to make it. Um, but yeah, man, ultimately, I think it's a good thing that I can't get drafted, because I think I'd be a, a really bad soldier. Um, I don't take care of my body. We discussed that. I'm pretty prone to depression. That's a good one. Um, I think my PTSD would be out of control. <laughs> I think I would really not do well with it. Uh, and that's just judging off my Instagram ads. My Instagram ads have gotten so dark lately. Um, at first, they were kind of like just trying to ease me into therapy, you know, telling me, look for a therapist, which is good advice. Because like I said, I got kicked off my health insurance. Um, and I recently decided that life was kind of too s exciting for therapy. I want it to be even crazier. Um, 
mixed results so far. So we'll we'll keep going on that. Um, but the ones that really got me is when the ads were like, hey, man, like, reach out to your friends before making an irreversible choice. And it's like, whoa, dude, I didn't know I was that close to suicide. But if Instagram's listening to my conversations, which it definitely is, and is like, this dude is about to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge unless we say something, then I must be pretty close. Um, it's good, though, because... Even if I did get drafted, man, there is no fucking hell and way in hell that I would go, you know? Uh, I'm not meant for battle, man. I'm not meant for fighting, all right? I didn't have older brothers to, like, beat the shit out of me. I had two older sisters, all right? They, they dressed me up as Ariel from The Little Mermaid, all right? That did just different damage to my psyche than I would have if I had brothers. But I don't know how to fight, man. I think I would... Um, sacrifice a lot to not go to war i think if i got drafted i'd go to a surgeon and i'd be like man pretend to be an ice sculpture just chip off different parts of my body until i can't go to war anymore you know nothing nothing bad nothing like a hand but toes or fingers or like bits of an ear i don't know i i would really really like to not go to war man my last my last thing that i would try is that i think i would try to be crazy to the army but the thing is with the army, crazy is just being like a pacifist. You're just going in, you're like, I don't really mess with violence, man. Like, I like to talk about, I like to talk things through with people. And then they're like, that's a freak who cannot come in. Because if you go in and you're like, yeah, like I fuck with guns, I fuck with uh, America, and I want to murder some kids, they're going to be like, sign this guy up immediately. He does not need to go through training. He's ready to rock and roll. And that is not my objective. Uh, thank you, guys. I've been Kemp. Or that guy. All right, keep it going for camp, AKA that guy. All right, uh, I think that was everyone. Do we have anyone else in the crowd who wants to go up? This is your this is your one chance, your one shot. Do not miss your chance to glow. All right, that's it. Thank you guys for coming out. We had a great open mic. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Peace. Watch on the TV. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Bottomer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Then Mo. That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. It's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in Who's That Live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to Who's That Live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true production. 
first Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comic comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy. First Sundays of the month, Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between, all in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. 
In tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that, that? go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Every month at 7.30, come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank gods, it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics every Friday. San Francisco, gouging you. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month, OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at O-M-G. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Nice. 
cottage way up on a hill. You know she was sitting pretty. Didn't have to pay a bill. All the things she said about me was the natural truth, but she didn't even know my wife was in the other booth. So I'm telling all you men, learn to do your own wise hair.
are strung together without pauses between them. They are probably the longest, loudest, and slowest songs in nature.
good way to hear the patterned structure of humpback songs is to speed them up to birdsong speeds. This song is sped up 14 times. It's the only speed change on the record.
composers. They may be the only animal besides man for which this is true. All the whales in an area are constantly changing their shared song in little ways. All the whales in an area are constantly changing their shared song in little ways. Every week the song gets a few new touches, and after a few years the old song has been entirely replaced, and entirely replaced, and everyone is singing a new song, years after the one we just heard.
humpback whales can entrap dense schools of their tiny prey, such as krill, in underwater nets made of air bubbles, which they release while encircling the school. The strange steam engine sound is the whale spinning its bubble net, followed by the burble of rising bubbles, and finally the net spinners.
One of the loveliest nights I have ever spent at sea was on April 13, 1970. It wasn't calm, and our little boat bowed and dipped and turned among the high waves left over from a storm. But the whales deep inside those same waves were elated all the turmoil at the surface, and their sounds were peaceful and serene. The recording you will now hear was carried on board a Voyager spacecraft into outer space. The reason for including such a strange message, one of many greetings from Earth, is that there is a remote chance, sometime within the next 1.2 billion years, the expected lifetime of the spacecraft, that some other spacefaring civilization may find this bottle tossed into the cosmic ocean and decode its message from Earth. That idea stops my heart. The songs of whales, so long confined within the vaults of the sea, have in the span of just 20 years burst through its surface, flowed over the land, conquered the hearts of their age-old enemy, man, and are now bound on a 1.2 billion year journey that will spread them throughout the galaxy. Mm -hmm.